The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mind Matters. I am your host, The Mexican. We are live on the last episode of March. And our viewership has gone back to normal. Uh, We're continuing our trend of 2018 having each month surpassed the amount of listens from the previous year, the year's month. But we've obviously dropped a little bit uh, since January and February. Mainly, you know, spring is here now, and we got more shit going on. Uh, Mexi just got back from New Mexico's Marathon, the Chili Pepper Series, and about to start his new job at his new firm on Monday, which brings about uh, a lot of questions. That I'm going to get into here uh, to kick off the show. But let me uh, kick it off with by saying, in itself, my old firm never actually, per se, treated me bad directly. Um, not getting promoted or not finding out whether or not I was going to get promoted uh, was an issue. Also, the amount of idiots and cases I had to fix was just constantly pissing me off. Like, if you're going to give me cases, don't take them away. Being called selfish for that? No. It's just, I want credit for the work that you have me do. And I realized, doing pre-litigation, and now mind you, I did ask a few times to oversee court trials whenever Jack or any other attorney had to go to trial. They never came back and gave me an answer on those. Like, oh, you're supposed to be able to, uh, but they never actually let me do it. So, I mean, it was a pain in the butt. And ultimately, I realized when, I mean, when they gave it, when they stopped having bonuses, at the end of the year, for superseding goal, it kind of made it, I realized it kind of made it pointless, aside from my own personal goal of hitting 100 submissions a month, doing pre-lit was just going to always be me dominating. And in order to evolve into a good attorney, I needed to see the actual litigation side of the law, not just the pre-lit side. Because that's already, personal injury is already, well, known to me in that aspect. So, moving on to something else at another firm where I can see other aspects of the law and litigation make sense, especially if they're paying me more money. So, and the uh, owner of the firm 
is a Kaplan alum, so that's, you know, helpful to getting your foot through the door and possibly doing that courses there for law school. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I am concerned. Uh, many things come to mind, like uh, now I'm back, I'm back to working 8 to 5. Um, the drive is over to West Broad Street, which is basically a 30-minute drive that I have to do, which means I have to get up earlier. So, I mean, I hate altering routine, my routine. So that's the issue. Um, I'm going to have to go back to, oh, well, I, I'm guaranteed – uh, 15 hours of overtime per pay period, but at the same time, you know, I'm definitely going to have to leave around 6 because I want to avoid traffic on the way back to the house. So that's an issue. Uh, obviously, packed lunches are going to be a must because I don't think there's anything healthy to eat over there on that side of town. I haven't really looked into that, but that's going to be the chore of this coming weekend. Um, and again, like, Saying, oh, I have a lot of cases to fix. What does that actually mean? Like, their system is obviously going to be different. My office is potentially going to be smaller. I did have a pretty sweet office at Kaner, at uh, my old firm. Um, but it, here's your thing, too. It, it's – I realized I was getting away with a lot of shit. And now it's going to be back to goody two-shoe stuff, which eh, I'm not too sure how I feel about that. Um as well as, well, I mean, it is what it is because, like I said, there were times with the old firm where we were cro almost crossing ethical boundaries and nobody said anything. Um, and you guys can look it up because it's public knowledge. Uh, you know, there's there's suits out there uh, against my old firm. I mean, it, it poses a lot of questions. And just like, you know, the Herbalife, uh, documentary on on a short on the company you know sometimes it's better to you know draw the curtain call uh before the ship uh sinks and it's kind of hard like you can you 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 were able to tell like why is it hard to replace a pre-lit attorney who just left like literally a, a month went by and you haven't hired anybody that to come in and replace like, that's kind of why does nobody want to come to your firm? Like, it's a little bit of a of an issue. So, I mean, better to move on. And if you're not going to promote me or at least tell me what's going on, I mean, yeah, greener pastures. But we'll see how it goes. Hey, making more money, guaranteed more hours, running my own cases. We'll see. We'll see who I'll be working with. We'll find out on next week's episode. But anyways, uh, moving on. A lot more uh, new things are coming up. Uh, a, a nice welcome break uh, for the weekend from marathon running. Uh, I, as you all know, I did three in March. You know, I had to redo Alabama, did LA, and just came back from New Mexico. And we got a, a break. Uh, the next one's not till the next new state is not till Arizona, end of April. But before that, we have the first attempt at the 50 miler, uh, 12 hour race here on uh, on campus, uh, Fred Beekman Park. April 21st. So we're staying local, but that would be the beginning of three in three weeks because after Arizona, we got Nebraska right after that on uh, single in my weekend. But anyways, also it is opening day um, here in uh, the U.S. for baseball. 
and we all know how I feel about that, so we're not going to get really get into that. Um, March Madness finishes up, too, this weekend, uh, the final four, uh, Villanova, Kansas, Loyola, and um, Michigan. Anybody but Michigan, I, I don't care. Uh, Cinderella story, Loyola, hey, why not? But as, as I always say, I hate it when my things get altered. So some of my shows are back, some are not because of the stupid tournament. Next week, they'll be back in full swing. If anybody Did anybody catch the finale of How to Get Away with Murder? That Yeah, because that's done. Always keeping me wanting more going into the following year until finally they decided to not do that this year. And actually... Leave me some unanswered questions for the new season, but not anything that's going to, you know, mess with my mind so much and basically answer all my questions going forward, which is great. Um, well, most of my questions that came about in the new season. So I, I did like the I, I like the finale. If anybody asks, I, I gave it my two thumbs up. Uh, WrestleMania weekend is almost coming up, too. So uh, that's two weeks away. Excited for that because uh, for the first time, I am hosting WrestleMania weekend. Um, Kate will be in town, possibly Jordan. So we'll have uh, a good, a good uh, possible special podcast. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the marathon that we just came back from, New Mexico. So as you all knew. Uh, we were driving there. It's about 24, 25 hour drive, depending on the route you took. So there was two ways to basically get to New Mexico because we're talking about Las Cruces, New Mexico was the destination. Anybody who knows their U.S. geography, New Mexico looks like kind of like a square. Las Cruces is right close to El Paso, Texas, which is like the little arm of Texas that's pointing to the to the west. It is mountain time, so we were going to gain some hours driving there. And uh, you could either take I-70 West all the way down, come down 44, hit 40, then come through the mountains So uh, to get to Las Cruces. Or you could go down 71 to 65 to 40, 30, 20, 10, and come up through El Paso. So on the way there, I decided, you know what, let's just take 70. Um you know, we'd driven a few times, 71, 65 recently. So I'm like, yeah, let's just take 70, head west. So the plan was to get to Springfield, Missouri to stay the night. Um, you know, obviously I was going to pay for the hotels and the gas since it was my idea to take Tara's new car, less mileage, you know, on this cross-country trip. She wanted, obviously, to come with. And we had Rachel, who had lost a bet, her friend, uh... You know, helping with the driving. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat this, but aside from mm, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I don't think I can't really I can't really put a good spin on the driving. No, um, it was nightmarish. Um, I never again will drive 24, 25 hours. That's the longest I've driven. For a race, um, not in a row, but like, you know, longest travel time. It took us two days, obviously. We The idea was to break it down into two stints or 12-hour drives. Well, getting there, 
to Springfield, Missouri, you know, that was only about 10, 11 hours apart. We gained an hour. But the girls, oh, my God, I swear. Now, I've driven with Tara before, and she's not this bad. But I swear, Rachel brings it out of her. And just the constant having to stop to pee was not in sync with the gas stoppage. So I have no problem stopping to do number one, number two, as long as it's synchronized with the gas stops. You can't just have impromptu pee breaks and then, oh, have extra stops because now you need gas. Uh, And Nina, who also came with, was perfect. Nina, I mean, she can hold it. I've never seen a more well-behaved dog. So Nina was the least of my concerns out of anybody in the car having to stop to pee. And that's saying a lot. So, um, Tara drove about five and a half hours there. And then I did the last four and a half-ish to get to Springfield, Missouri. Um, it was actually a hotel I'd previously stayed at. We had to sneak the dog in. Well, it was pet friendly, but we had to sneak the dog in, you know, to avoid the extra $10 charge. Uh, yeah. Uh, explain to me how I have to do... Half of the driving on the first leg. Yeah, that's an that's an issue. Um, and here's the other thing I don't get. If you lose a bet and weasel your way out of training for it and beg the person you lost the bet to to give you an alternative, an alternative punishment, and this happens to be it, you're helping with the driving going to and from New Mexico. You should be, A, doing the most driving, and B, doing anything within your possibilities to make this as painless as possible and not cause any issues. Yet, Rachel was the primary cause of most of the issues. So after the first leg, you know, we all, we, you know, everybody went to work on Thursday. Um, I was off, obviously. So not, well, not everyone then. Um, after, right after the podcast, last week's podcast, we actually, you know, got in the car, left. First thing, Tara forgot to park the, uh, pack the night before. Um, and then once we stayed in Springfield, the next morning, first leg, you know what, Rachel, let's drive, let, let's have you drive the first leg. Here's the thing. Her only concern was, or her only request was, I don't want to drive at night. So I'm thinking she can't drive at night. She can't see, right? So it's like a hindrance. Um, then she came with demands. So like, well, I, I want to do these things when we're in New Mexico. I'm like, what? There's a recycled Roadrunner statue I want to look at. Um, okay. And there's a par- state park I want to visit. Again, I'll be running a marathon. You guys can do that while I'm running. Perfect. So she starts driving the morning of Friday. And I'll mind you, we're almost a little bit past halfway down Missouri. So we still got to go through Oklahoma, Texas, and down to New Mexico. Oklahoma, Texas, speed limit goes up. We have to convince Rachel to speed. Because, you know... When you want to get there, we're in a timely matter. I want to get there with some time to rest. 
well, oh, we're hungry. Well, great. Well, it's time to get food. Uh, that is delayed because obviously they had to pee, get food, and Rachel kept getting stuck behind school buses and semis in the fast lane. Because we all know semis are dicks and like to pass in the in the fast lane other semis. So then that particular school bus that we had just passed, oh, it was carrying some school team. They all decided to stop at the McDonald's and get breakfast too. So after peeing, well, obviously there was a huge line to order. So then it was more convenient to go through the drive-thru. So we had to go through the drive-thru just to get breakfast. Ah, then we had to stop separately, obviously, because this was at a rest area, to get gas. And I kept telling them, well, it'd be better if we wait until we get past Oklahoma City. Like, why? Why? I'm like, because it's a toll road. If you get off the toll road, you have to pay back. The, you have to pay again to get into the toll road. And there, there are side roads. It's Oklahoma. We might not have gas stations right at the exit. Oh, no, no. We need gas now. Oh, my God. So we took an exit. Gas station was like two miles down the road. And then obviously they missed the exit for the gas station so then you have to turn around go find the gas station i'm like this this is just ridiculous and rachel i swear does not pay attention while driving she kept wobbling the car which made it hard for you know tara to doze off or me to doze off she kept staring at windmills and then uh, again getting stuck behind semis and I'm like, what, what? what is the issue? This should not be happening. You should be able to predict this. Well, how? They just come across. No. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but out of the three of us that drove, she was always the one that gets stuck behind semis in the fast lane. And here's the thing. When you're doing five over the speed limit, you're basically doing the speed limit. So if you're in an area that you know very well, you know where the cops are, five over, they're not going to pull you over. So you just do that because you know the area and you know where the cops are going to be. And, you, you know, if you speed beyond that, obviously they're going to pull you over. Well, when you're on the freeway in the middle of nowhere, um, I mean, Oklahoma, the speed limit was 75. I do 85, 90. I mean, if I do 10 over and they stop me for speeding because I didn't pay attention. Okay, officer, sorry, I didn't know the speed limit. Most of the time, they'll be off with a warning. But with the semis, semis can tell because they're higher up and they see the rearview mirror if you're coming in hot. So by coming in 10 over the, or 15 over the speed limit, they see you and they choose not to come in the way because they're not – I mean they're dicks, but they're, they're also – you know they don't want you to crash into their you know semi. So they'll like hold off if you do it fast enough. And wait for you to go by before pulling out into the fast lane. Well, guess what? If Rachel's not doing 10 to 15 over, yeah, that's why the semis kept pulling out because they have space to do so. And since me and Tara like to drive faster, that hardly ever happened to us. Unless we came in hot and I was already, you know, a semi, a few car lengths ahead. And with people backed up, you know, not much you could do there. So... It took her forever to go through Oklahoma and then Texas and then New Mexico. She's like, well, it's getting dark. And then once we got off the freeway, so uh, 70 went into 44. 44 goes basically from St. Louis uh, into Oklahoma. And then you get on 40. 
uh, uh, Oklahoma City, and then go through Texas, through the top part, the little hat, uh, through Amarillo, and right there, you drop a little bit on 27, heading south, and then you get off on, uh, we took US 70 to go all the way diagonal to Las Cruces. Well, US 70 was 65, so you could do 75, but then it also went through little towns, which, again, telling Rachel was like, you don't have to drop down to like 35. You could do 40, 45 going through the town and speed back up. Oh, no. She was like, well, I mean, you want me to speed? Fine. And then she literally got caught by, in broad daylight, mind you, by a sheriff who was literally, I don't understand how you're driving down the road. You already saw the speed limit go from 65 to 45. You decided not to slow down. You're going into town, literally at the border of Texas and New Mexico, and you see a random car that may look like a cop car parked on the side of the road. Not doing anything, just the only car parked there. That throws a red flag. Slow the fuck down. Oh, no. She comes in hot doing 71, and now the speed limit dropped to a 35. And I'm, like, messing with the phone, with the directions, trying to figure out what's going on and uh, when the next turn is because, you know, we got to weasel our way through this town to get into New Mexico. And I look up and she goes, is that a cop car? Uh, Pull over. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So we get pulled over. We get detained. Cop comes over. He goes, well, I stopped you because you were speeding. And Rachel's first words was, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, what the fuck? I mean, Jesus Lord. Obviously, she gets a ticket for doing 71 on a 35. The cop was generous and put it at 66, um, which is basically a reckless op in Ohio. I don't know what it is here in uh, Texas, but yeah, she got a ticket. She really pissed about it. I was like, well, it's $234. And then Tara goes, oh, we will split it three ways. No. Hell no! I ain't paying for your dumbass! No, 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 no. Well, I don't want to drive anymore. And then she started driving a little bit more, and then she was doing nothing but the speed limit now, because obviously she got pulled over. I'm like, really? Oh my god, we crossed the mix. I'm like, you know what? Next stop, you guys can pee, we'll get gas, I'll fucking drive. I can't with, the, with you two. Tara obviously was a little bit sick, you know, coming back from LA. So she wanted to rest, didn't feel good about driving. Oh, so guess who had to drive the remainder of the three to four hours to get the new fucking Mexico? Las Cruces, me. Once again, I'm having to do part of the driving, which is driving me nuts at this point. But um, I would like to get there at least by 11 o'clock to uh, have a decent night's rest before I have to get up at 7 to do the – well, I wanted to do the early start at 6 – because it was an option, because obviously New Mexico is going to be hotter. Uh, we were already going through Texas, and it was 90 degrees through Texas. Dry heat, but still. So if you start at 6, I would be done by 11. The sun is not completely hot and over your head. But with uh, arri arrival time now estimated to be 11 o'clock, you know, I would like sleep over an early start. So I may have to do the 7 o'clock, which meant more sun. By this point, I'm like, you know what? I'll drive, whatever. I'll finish the leg. Uh, four hours. Did not get stopped once, although we saw three cop cars. Because, again, we're going through the mountains, and the speed limit did drop quite a bit through towns. 
But again, I'm doing like 60 on the 45, and I'm like, I don't give two shits. And if I see something suspicious, I stop. Or, you know, slow down. And that's what I was doing. And guess what? Nobody got pulled over. We did get there a little before 11. Guess what? I got a good night's sleep. Our hotel, excellent. It had the biggest uh, chili pepper out, outside, the big chili hotel. And um, woke up the next morning. Girls went to sightsee, and I went to do the race. And, of course, because I started at 7, the heat did get to me. Uh, it was kind of hot as balls. Um, and I ended up finishing like six and a half hours, around 1 o'clock. But we were going to leave right after that to go uh, back to Ohio. Uh, and see where we, you know how far we could go to get a hotel uh, for the night. Hopefully, I was thinking... At least Dallas or, or, if possible, Memphis. Well, the girls, meanwhile, went to go sightseeing at the stupid Roadrunner statue. Oh, guess what? The Roadrunner statue isn't actually in Las Cruces. It's heading west on I-10. So I'm like, yeah, you guys could do that while, while, I'm, while I'm not there. Uh, they ended up not going to the park because Tara didn't feel uh, too, too well. And I'm like, oh, well, look at that. And, uh, yeah, um, I finished New Mexico. State number 44 done. I did run into uh, some familiar faces down there. Uh, and it, it puts things in perspective. And it also pisses me off. I, I, let me explain the two. So I ran into this chick from San Francisco who uh, had done the 50 states already. And she was like, yeah, I'm trying to do the uh, to join the 100 Marathon Club. Okay, this lady looks like in her 50s. And I'm like, the 100 Marathon Club? Well, well how many do you have left? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm on... Uh, Almost there, I'm on 90-something. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you, you're almost almost there. And I'm like, I myself realized, well, this is my 75th marathon. She goes, oh, shit, when did you start running? I'm like, 2012. So in six years, I've done 75 marathons, and this lady's 50, and she's working on getting to the 100 marathon club. I'm like, bitch, I'll be there, like, next year or the year after. Are you kidding me? Like, are you doing one marathon a year? I'm confused. So I'm like, it just puts in perspective, like, how far I've come. Kind of humbles one uh, as one's running. Oh, Larry, uh, the marathon man, was there doing his 2,000 and God knows how many marathons. Um, he did the early start, of course. And then, and then, But here's what drives me nuts is the dude's walking, flat out walking. Um, and I'm like, see, those are the things, like, I respect what he's done. Like, I cannot even imagine doing 2,000-plus marathons. Uh, but over how how long of a time frame has he done these? Because I believe last year or the year before, he had done 150. He averages 150 a, a year. Like, okay, great. But if you're walking all of them, I mean, anybody can do that. I mean, there's 365 days in a year. Hypothetically speaking, if every day of the year you had a marathon, you could just walk the bad boy just like he was walking and do 300 a year, get to 2,000 in like less than a decade. Five years, actually. Now, I think he's retired, but or he is a lawyer from what I understand. Uh, but again, like, of course, he has the money to travel. But I'm just like, not knowing that drives me nuts. Like, I'm like, okay, so 
did you used to are you did you always walk these marathons or are you doing that just now uh, recently because you're older like i don't I, I would love to sit down and have him as a guest on the podcast and kind of shoot the breeze but hey it is what it is um i met this other guy pascal who uh he's a marathon maniac too uh joined ages ago uh I think his maniac numbers in the 2000s. Um, he actually lives on Shrock Road, like not too far from us. Um, and he's like, yeah, small world. And, you know, he was doing the Chili Pepper Series. Now, mind you, I only did the Saturday's race, but the Chili Pepper Series started on Wednesday, you know, four days, four marathons. Then on Sunday, you had the Benton Memorial Death March, you know, commemorating, you know, the military, the army, uh, vets during World War II. And that one, you can actually run as a civilian with no rucksack or do the military version and run with a rucksack. That's the one I actually wanted to do for New Mexico until I realized what it entailed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not running in the scorching hot sun with a backpack, with a rucksack that weighs 35 pounds. And yeah, no, if we have to drive there and then... Uh, be back on, on at work on Monday. Yeah, we can do a Sunday race. So that's how I came across the actual Chili Pepper series. So, um, yeah, but there were people. There, this Pascal guy, um, you know, retired. He took his RV and and drove there. And I'm like, oh, of course. Once you're retired, you can do whatever the fuck you want with your days. He did. Uh, dude, the guy's in good shape. Did. All four days of the Chili Pepper series did the Benton race on Sunday, and then now he's doing because it's not too far um, up at the corner where Colorado, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Kansas touch. You could do the mainly marathon Dust Bowl series that next week. So I'm like, motherfucker, you're doing like ten marathons in ten days. That's too much. No, unless I'm beating what's his face's record, Dave jo- Jones, and the Chili Pepper series is in different states too. I, I, I'm not doing 10 in 10 days. No. My Quadzilla is good. I'm good there. Thank you, super. Great. Uh, but yeah, he finished way before me. And, uh, you know, we, we said, hey, let's stay in touch. Wanted to know all about my final six. He's actually going to be in Nebraska doing the same race I am. And I said, hey, we should carpool to that bad boy uh, since he has the RV. And then uh, he's going to be in, in Portland for my last one. Um. So yeah, uh, finished, drove straight back. Um, we actually got as far as Abilene, Texas. Again, Rachel and Tara doing the driving. Rachel going super slow, so I'm like, Tara, please drive. Tara drove, and guess who gets pulled over? And mind you, we don't know how this happened, because we were very vigilant on traffic in front of us on the freeway. Um, a state trooper pulled her over. I guess he came onto the freeway uh, behind us and then was following her, watching her go for the speed limit 75, mind you, watching her go from 85 to 90 every time she would pass someone, turn signals, you know, by the book. She gets pulled over. We're nice and uh, polite to the officer, and, she, and you know, he, he let her off of a warning. Oh, Rachel was so salty. How come you got a warning? I'm like, well, we were... A, only doing 10 to 15 over. He, We were actually weaving through traffic, but the correct way. And there wasn't a 35. 
and we were nice to the officer. Mind you, Texas also, for some reason, as you go I-10 past El Paso, you know, there's a stretch of I-10, you go along the border, so you can see Mexico, then you go up towards Dallas on I-20, and I found it funny how there was a border patrol on the freeway in the middle of Texas, so like, we're not close to any border whatsoever, it was border patrol, and just FYI, anybody who's heard the the Canada, Toronto, Canada, Windsor, Detroit, WrestleMania 23 story between me and Cato, guess what? Tara was driving, Rachel was in the passenger seat, I was in the back seat with my Mexican flag and my medals, and the dog, guess what? We were nice to the officer, he was nice back, didn't even stop us, waved us through. Mm, with a Mexican flag in the back. Again, you don't mess with Border Patrol and the customs agents, they don't stop you unnecessarily for 30 minutes. Again, you're nice to the officer that stops you, you don't get a ticket, you get a warning. So then we try to stay in Abilene, Texas, you know, a little bit outside of Fort Worth for the night, booked a hotel. The hotel, for some reason, had cockroaches. And I'm like, oh, fuck, no, we're not staying here. Uh, so then we go, I go to the front desk. I'm like, uh, do I, do you give me my refund? And they're like, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, well, uh, that has to come through hot wired. I'm like, uh, give me a different room or something. He goes, dude, they're everywhere. I'm like, you're all your rooms have cockroaches. Then no, I don't want to stay here. I guarantee you the holiday Inn does not have cockroaches. So we left, uh, drove another 30 minutes, stayed at the holiday Inn. the only issues is we had to sneak Nina in cause the holiday Inn doesn't accept pets. So, uh, but I'm like, yeah, no, there's no cockroaches at the Holiday Inn. Fuck off. Then the next morning, I tried getting my money back from Hotwire. Oh, I was so pissed. The motherfucker's like from India. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't give you a refund. I can give you $15. What am I going to do with $15 fucking dollars, motherfucker? You just charged me $55. Well, every uh, Hotwire hot deal is final. There's no cancellation, no changes. I'm like, I'm not canceling and I'm not changing it. I'm asking for a refund because... You took my $55 and charged me, and I didn't stay there because it had cockroaches. Well, it's the only time that this has ever happened. Uh, the dude said they were everywhere, so I really doubt that. And uh, Tara had pulled out reviews of the place, and yeah, they said they had dirty rooms, and we saw multiple cockroaches in the room. So he said, well, let me call the hotel. And I'm like, why are you fucking calling the hotel? To give me my refund. And he gets back on there. He's like, oh, the hotel already charged Hotwire. We can't refund the money. That's your problem? I want my money. Well, let me see what I can do. I'm like, well, you better talk to a supervisor or something. Puts me on hold for 10 more minutes. Comes back and is like, the best we could do is give you a, a credit for $20. I'm like, that doesn't even book a room with Hotwire. And I'm definitely not going to use you again if you're literally going to give me a place that has cockroaches and then oh there's no refunds no i'm not gonna no that's not how this works that's not what's gonna happen no i can't so uh yeah uh they ain't giving me my refund I'm like i don't want your 20 bucks so i'm like fuck that the 130 we spent for the holiday and well worth it free breakfast and we kept driving and this time we're like you know we're not stopping it's gonna be 17 hours great so tara drove 
us all the way to Memphis, and I did the Memphis-Columbus leg again, had to do most of the driving, and we're definitely not letting slow-ass fucking Rachel drive. We got in at like 2.30 in the morning, and Tara had to go to work. She tried sleeping in the car, but uh, that wasn't too helpful. But yeah, no, we weren't risking having fucking Rachel drive. So we got in Monday morning, and Rachel's like, yeah, never again. I'm like, uh, yeah, never again is right. I'm never bringing you to do any kind of driving. And I definitely don't want to drive 24 hours. Yeah, no, not with you behind the wheel, I can tell you that. Because guess how many times you got pulled over at once I was driving? Zero. Zero. Yeah, that's how that works. You pay attention. I mean, and my eyesight's failing because I'm getting older. But once you pay attention, you know there's no cop cars that are going to pull you over. Especially if we're doing 10 over. That better shit to do unless you're in Ohio. But yeah, we got to Ohio like around 1 in the morning. So they didn't really care at that point. There was not many cops out anyways. So that was basically the trip to New Mexico. The cross off state number 44. Uh, Metal was pretty decent. But uh, but actually, before we continue, let's, uh, as always, give a shout out to our sponsors. They help us. They help Mexi get along with his with his businesses and his endeavors. As always, if you use promo code Mexi and go to your local hand and still massage and facial spa, they give you a discount. I go to one perimeter drive in Dublin. You can go to that one. Give them a call. Book your sweetest massage. 614-547-3664. Tell them about the promo code MEXI. They'll hook you up. Or go to any one of the ones they have in Columbus or around the state. They all work. Promo code works everywhere. I actually have an appointment with them this weekend because, you know, three marathons in the, in the month. I need my deep tissue massage. What can I say? And also, you know, speaking of the driving we did, you definitely want to make sure... Your insurance covers you, whether it be a rental car or not. So, as always, vote for Ramo. You know, with American National, he hooks you up. He hooks up, he, he hooked this brother up. Use promo code Mexi, gives you a discount. I actually just renewed my policy because, uh, you know, April 3rd, new policy starts with American National. And guess what? I added life insurance to no additional cost. Now... I have a 100k policy on the on the on my uh, life insurance. Guess what? No big deal. Still have the holy shit package as coverage. And if you bundle, you obviously save. Use promo code Mexi, you save more. Give them a call 614-595-2934. Vote for Ramo. And as always, if you're in town, you got to check out Super Studio 253. Same promo code Mexi gives you discounts. On all the classes. They have running classes. Yoga. Hot yoga. Not a big fan of hot yoga. But that's. Uh, that's not my. My decision to make. So yeah. You definitely. Find your pricing. Use the promo code to get the discounts. Give them a call. 253. 272-0700. Right off Pacific Avenue. Just give them a call. Use promo code MEXI. And they'll hook you up. 
Now, we figured, we haven't done this in a while, we figured we'd continue with the next portion of the podcast with a nice, friendly Q&A. Ah, yes. We all love the Q&A. And, like I always ask for your guys' opinions and questions, so I keep them riled up, rounded up, just for these occasions. So, with a lot of things going on, we got quite a few questions that came in and concerns, and we'll address as many as we can in this next segment of the podcast. Now, let's kick it off with, let's see who the first question's from. Let's see here, we got Joshua Maxwell here. Um, ah, of course, as always, can't seem to shake off the, um, podcast about the incident with the police officers in Westerville. So let's see here. Our rules of engagement when we were in Afghanistan were to see if a gun had an AK-47. If he did, you cannot open fire or, or take his weapon. You kind of have to ask him to put it down, but you can't force him to. Now, if he raises to shoot at you, then you can un, – unless he raises to shoot at you, you cannot open fire. This is basically an act of murder, and you will go to the brig for life. Okay, well, thanks for the uh, FYI. My question is, why are cops not held to a more strict rules of engagement standard um, here in the U.S. or in any city than a war zone? They definitely need to calm their shit. I support your uh, views and your questioning of what actually happened. But I think it's a little harsh to say that they're better shooters than a civilian that you don't know. Well, Josh, I kind of agree. Um, and again, I agree with what you're saying. Rules of engagement, if somebody has an AK-47, you can't take it from them unless they point it at you and then you can shoot them. Great. So, but I, let me re-emphasize, military training goes into being any kind of Marine, Army, Air Force, whatever. And handling a weapon is part of that. Same thing with police officers. Handling a weapon it's something they would know. Now, unless this dude is a former Marine, former military, former cop, which, based on the reports, he's not, I am safe to say, or at least assume, with 100% certainty, that he has less training with a firearm than two police officers. So that's where I was coming from. But yes, I agree. I don't know why officers or... Anybody else in this country is not held to the same rules of engagement as military personnel. I agree, Josh. Next, we have... Who do we have next? Ah, Valentina Fachenko. Must be one of our viewers overseas. I heard your episode on beginning of spring. Okay, okay. It is the 29th of March, but what is going on with all this extra snow? Um, well, I'm not a weatherman. I don't know. Again, I've, if you listen to the podcast, I've said we should invent something that takes 
the winds, the clouds, whatever's causing the weather and putting it where it needs to be, like in Africa in the desert where you need it to rain or snow. Now, it seems from the pictures you're sharing that it's snowing in your neck of the woods here in Ohio. It is not snowing. It is raining. Again, with the weather, if it begins a new season, like 21st of March, bam, spring begins. I don't want to see no more snow. I'm not a big fan of rain either, but I would prefer rain over snow, and it's okay to rain. Actually, rain can happen any any time, any year, you know, any time of the year. So that's fine. So Valentina, I'm sorry because it's snowing over there. Here in Ohio, it is raining. Moving on, we got here Joe, aka Damaged Goods. That's kind of weird, uh, Twitter handle, but all right. Um, do you agree that uh, nowadays sending short texts or even dick pics to girls is nonsense? Back in the day, grandpas or your parents used to write your grandma or your mother love letters longer than a college thesis. Nowadays, just anybody just snaps a picture of their dick. Your thoughts. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I myself have never sent a dick pic to anyone. Via snap, text, whatever. No, just why? Why? It's just adding ammo to a gun. No. No, 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 no. I don't do love letters either. And I don't know if my parents did or my grandparents did. I'm sure they did, and I'm sure they were longer than college theses. But yeah, nowadays, people just want to send emojis. No, I, I'm not a big fan of the emojis either. Just ridiculous. Hey, want to hook up? Great. Short text, I'm okay with. So that's my view on that. But again, a nice one-liner doesn't hurt. I specifically like the Burger King line. Mallory Jean is up in my business about parenting. How dare you insult parents and how they raise their kids in your podcast? You don't know what it's like to be a parent since you don't have any children. Uh, that is true. I had precious before and Nina, so I have pets. is basically the closest thing I've had. A lot of siblings and... Cousins that and niece and nephews that were kids as I was growing up, but it's not that hard. At age thirteen, I was already watching my little brother. So here, here, how about let's try this? It's all about supply and demand. You have to throw the hammer down. If you want kids to behave, what do kids want? Treats. How do you get treats? Money. Here's an idea, and I actually saw this on on some other website. But it, I think it works perfectly. So if you don't know how to keep your kids calm, here, give them $10 bills, stick them to their foreheads, stick them up against the wall. So the game is very simple. The child who drops the money first loses, and the other sibling gets to keep the money and use it for whatever they want. There. Bam. You're welcome. Peace for hours. Thank you. Have a nice day, Mallory. Next question. Ah, yes, Samantha. Uh, let's see here. 
do you, what is your views on facial hair? I have a policy that basically says don't date a man with a beard until you see him without one because you never know. You could be, uh, you, you think you could, you could be dating Thor, but then it turns out that when he shaves, he's Pee Wee Herman. I agree. I myself am pro non-facial hair. My facial hair grows all patchy. I like to not have facial hair. So I usually shave everything in my body. That's what I like to do. That's how I proceed with my with my stuff. So I agree. Until you see him without a hat or without, you know, shaved, pictures of him shaved, don't make a decision. It's just very simple. Um, oh, Jasmine Mendoza sending message about, did you notice how Easter falls on April Fool's Day this year? Haha, ha, I think it's funny because she pulled the ultimate April Fool's. Oh, oh you thought I was dead? Haha, ha, April Fool's, I'm not, I'm risen. Yeah, okay, alright, that's kind of funny. I, I, will, I can see that. I did notice that. Because I actually have one of my good friends, the Great Rum. He has a birthday on April Fool's. And this is your early birthday, happy birthday wish. Uh, because obviously there's no episode on April Fool's. But yeah, I didn't notice that. So yes, Jasmine, thank you for pointing that out. Let's take one more. Uh, Christina Jacobs. Um, what is your favorite snack for after a night out? My, in my case, I like to eat packaged pickle. It's hard to come about. Those nowadays, gas stations have pickles that are already cut up in the bag and are not as good. Uh, that's weird. I don't like pickles. So, no. Um, I definitely don't like packaged pickles or a basic pickle. After, first off, what is the, what is the, what is the concept there? Like, how are you eating that after a night out? Like, what is it doing? Like, explain to me how that works. So... You're out drinking with your buddies, or your girl pals in this case, and Christina, you decide to, uh, you know what, I've had too much to drink, let's call it a night, um, let's have some pickles. What place serves pickles after hours, number one, is what I would like to know. Number two, are you going to gas stations on your way home to get pickles? Because uh, that would be driving under the influence, which is a big no-no. I mean, I've done it before, but I mean, I would like to avoid having to stop at gas stations to eat pickles to do so. And three, um, your breath is probably going to smell after eating pickles. And what if you get lucky? Because based on your picture here on your Twitter, you look like a decent, good-looking chick. Uh, what if you get lucky and take a guy home? You Do you eat pickles after he leaves or the next morning? Like, when exactly are you consuming the pickles? What I want to know. I don't like pickles on anything, whether they're sliced, diced, raw, whatever. No, they look like weird cucumbers, penis-shaped cucumbers. No, sorry. I had a former boss who liked to eat their pickles, like, raw. And every time I ordered Jimmy John's came with a pickle, you're like, oh, I haven't given it to you raw. I'm like, uh, like a whole pickle? No, 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 no. That was not happening. No. But yeah, Okay. That's all we had in store for the podcast. Uh, that's the last question we're taking or comment. Uh, kind of weird. It was getting kind of weird there. Uh, can't really spend 
too much time on these. We gotta save some from uh, for next week. Uh, we might do another Q and A. We'll see. Um, anyways, as always, we're on uh, you know SoundCloud. Maxi Mind Matters. All the episodes are there on iTunes. As always, Maxi Mind Matters. Um, check us out on Facebook, Snapchat, social media, Twitter. You know, send us messages, questions, concerns. You know, we can have more Q and A's the more we get. Subscribe to the podcast, obviously on iTunes, and review it. Give us your reviews, okay? Definitely. And as always, I leave you with the simple fact that where there is a Mexican, there's always a way. There's no better truth to that than anything you can think of. It answers all of life's problems. Terry recently asked me, I was like, wow, I actually thought you were going to, you know, um, always stay with your old firm. And, and I was surprised you got something real quick. Yeah, where's a Mexican, there's a way. Uh, Steph Curry, who is dropping submissions left and right, is in high demand. So yeah, it doesn't take that long for recruits to come through and pitch you more money. Yeah, that's how it is. When you're a hot free agent, you're a hot free agent. In this case, you get another job before the other, and you know before you leave the other, and then guess what? Put your two weeks notice in, problem solved. So as anyways, like I said, where there's a Mexican, there is always a way. How do you not get speeding tickets? Because I pay attention, because where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. And on that note, I bid you guys adieu. Hope you all had a happy March, happy Easter. Uh, I will be going to church uh, to uh, have them forgive my sins, you know. And uh, Lent is officially ending this weekend, so I can eat my bagels again. And moving into April. Happy April Fools. And you know what? If you really want to impress me, try to fool me on April Fools. Never happened. Why? Because where there's a Mexican, there is always a way.